This is the Conzie's Diary. This is his kind of quasi-daily, three times a week, ramble on, chat about stuff, give you guys a little extra feel of the Wisco dice, but yet half the package usually. Well, anyways, so what is, what kind of inspired us? We'll give you the honest opinion. We got this kind of segment inspired by what they're doing over on Bad Dice. So, you know, Wisco Dice, Bad Dice, we kind of... Follow along on the bandwagon. Can't say we're uh, innovating here, but hey, the whole idea is for me to kind of just talk about either the games I'm playing, what I'm doing hobby-wise, and just kind of ramble on. We'll occasionally have people on. Sometimes we'll have Paul on. Sometimes I'll maybe Brian or some of the other folks that have been on the show talk about what we've been doing or maybe, you know, what we played. I'm just going to go ahead and start today with this episode, just recapping what I just finished up uh, this evening and what we're going to go ahead and try to get accomplished over this weekend. So tonight, I just finished up editing editing the episode 11, and I got to say, when we started out this podcasting deal, whatever, four or five months ago, we didn't really think too much, like, uh, what, this will be just a few hours a week? It's really turned into something a whole lot more than that. I, I've got to say, just the time that it takes to, from just setting up, recording an episode, tearing down, editing the episode, has turned into, instead of like, oh yeah, that'll just be a few hours, we'll just record, have fun, yeah, put it together. It's really more like 10 plus hours a week. You know, you add that on top of a full-time job and trying to get actual games in and do hobby stuff that really uh burns up quite a bit of your time so any of you that are interested in getting into podcasting that's definitely something you want to kind of keep in mind on top of that uh the expense of it's been a little bit more expensive i thought uh, actually yeah, it's been yeah it's been a little more expensive than what i probably originally anticipated just in in getting gear and then turning around and realizing yeah that's not quite what i want and on top of that, now we're setting up in, in my house here our own actual separate room just for the podcast. So we won't have to worry about necessarily setting up, tearing down, or kind of invading my gaming space down in the dungeon. Dugan's Delve Studios is getting a big upgrade. And one of the things we're going to start with is getting that paint job on the on the actual Dugan's Delve Studio. We're going to do... a light gray on the walls with a dark gray trim and and then in dwarven script the plan is to write dugan's delf studios so it should look really sweet when it's done we'll get pics definitely up on the site as we uh 
record our first episode there. So I just also, getting back on to things we just uh, talked about as far as my hobby goals on episode 11, I did wrap up the speed painting on the Marauders that I was working on going into that episode. Now, these were speed painted, and I put about two hours into them on when we, right before we recorded episode 11, Fast Paint and Old Men. And then I turned around and put about another, probably another 30 minutes of work during the recording of the show, kind of here and there where I could work on it when somebody else was talking. Then I've got about another hour and a half probably this week working on them, just finishing up. And all I did from the episode is I painted in the metal bits in a ch- in just chain mail. There's no wash or anything like that, so it's a little bit drab, but it's nothing too terrible. And then on top of that, then I filled in the leather bits with snakebite leather. And one of the things when I started painting on the snakebite leather, I realized is that it just looked really good just as the normal snakebite leather color. So I know I had talked about maybe washing that snakebite leather to get it to match the pants. I think it really worked as a nice contrast and will continue to work as a nice contrast as I continue to work on these models and paint them up a little bit further. On top of that, the models with blonde, or hair showing, I painted up to with a little bubonic brown dry brush. And this just kind of made the hair pop just that little bit more to give them that kind of blondish look. Um, I kind of like that blonde-haired look, blonde look on the, the Marauder model. So that was pretty much what I did to wrap up those and wrap up what we had going on in the episode 11, old, Fast Paint and Old Men. Now... Moving on, I have started to work on the Ungors uh, that I was that I, the Ungor Raiders. I need to get. I want to try to get ten of those assembled before the next show. And so what I've started with is I, I use these little metal pre-cut squares and I've glued them onto the bases for my magnetic trays. The uh, squares, uh, I get a they're they're pre-cut to. I like the ones that are pre-cut to three quarter by three quarter inch. And then I just glue them on the base. Next thing I'll do is I will paint sand, or paint some PVA glue on and then sand them uh, with a pretty rough sand. I'm not going to do anything too much more fancy than that for the basing initially. But these, no cork or anything like that. The young gore are so few points and are so kind of, they're small, they're nice small miniatures. I don't like overloading the bases too much with them. I think it would probably make them look a little bit better if I did, but overall, I like I said, I don't want to overload them, and it's nice to be able to actually have a unit that ranks up nice when I need to with, as a skirmish unit. Now, there have been a couple of things this week on Kickstarter that have come out that I really want to kind of point out. I'm normally not a big Kickstarter person. In fact, I just signed up for Kickstarter this week because of these uh, particular items came out. The first one is and I know I talked about it after the on the Adepticon coverage show but is the Impact City Roller Derby Girls or Roller Derby board game has come out on to Kickstarter for uh support to get that manufactured. Um they're looking for uh, 15 grand I think to get the thing launched and that's not that doesn't that's not really a terrible lot of money. I mean it's a lot of money to me but to try to get a game like this launched, designed, play-tested, that kind of thing, it's really not that much. And, you know, I, I've met the guy that runs the company. I'm, I'm, 
really like everything that Impact does, Impact Miniatures does, and I'm not really, you know, they they certainly don't, they're not backing this show or backing anything like this, so this is all coming from the heart, and I really do really hope this project makes it, and I'd really want to play this game. I'm, they did release the rule, the actual rules out for free download now, so you can go download the rules. You just still don't you still don't have cards. They do have a set of cards though available on their site, so you could download the cards and make yourself a board. And really, that's all you'd really need. You can come up with little you know bases or toggles or whatever it is to make the little figures to play the game. I have yet to go ahead and actually uh, make a board, but I have gone ahead and read the rules. The game looks pretty fun. I'm a little disappointed that it's uh, made as a kind of a one-off board game. I really wish they had a, a little bit more of a play a game after a game after a game kind of mechanic with maybe more of a campaign or or a season in mind, um, very much like a Blood Bowl, but... I'm not complaining. It's still roller derby and it's a board game and it's got cool cool miniatures that I can go ahead and purchase for it on top of that. So no no sweat there. I'm really excited about that. Last thing uh as far as the as far as the Kickstarter stuff is concerned, I had the uh Mantic Miniatures has went ahead and launched uh, a campaign to get some additional funds for molds and sculpting and such for their range. And, well, after you listened to the show a few episodes back, you found out real quick that I'm a big fan of Mantic stuff. I own a bunch of Mantic stuff. I'm looking to add some more Mantic stuff. I really want to get my Mantic Undead launched. And I'm actually really kind of thinking about if I, if it... If next year Adepticon they do actually have a Mantic tournament that I'm going to go ahead and take and take part and play in that, even if it was the same day as say maybe the Fantasy Championships, because I think that tournament's going to be much more laid back than some of the cutthroatness that might happen in the in the Fantasy tournament. Uh, okay, so moving on. This is Memorial Day weekend in the U.S. And so it's a nice three-day weekend. I get away from work an extra day. I get Monday off because of the holiday. And so we got some board gaming lined up. I've actually got board gaming lined up for tomorrow, and I've got tomorrow, which is Saturday, and then I've got board gaming lined up for Sunday as well. Uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to see which games I actually get to play. I, I'm just kind of showing up at both event, both places uh, without anything of my own. I'm not bringing any games of my own to, to for the group. So we'll see where that goes. I, I love to play board games. So as you can tell by us, us keeping that segment still in the show for the most time, most part. All right, so kind of the last thing that was on my plate that I wanted to talk about in this first inaugural show is Flames of War. I've got a pile of Flames of War Americans with a rifle company... Uh, pretty good mess of Shermans. Not quite, not nearly enough to make an American tank company out of that, but uh, I do have a nice, nice collection of Shermans. I think there's nine of them, and then I also have a uh, paratrooper division or platoon or something like that. So I'm really kind of looking for some inspiration for painting these. Uh, I've really not. I mean, I, I'll give you. 
Americans were kind of drab green, if I if I understand from some of the pictures I've looked at and stuff. But I'm not I'm not a big enough World War II buff to know uh, exactly how you know maybe some of the regiments were painted were uniformed and such. So if any of you have a, a good link to where World War II uniforms and platoons and such were on the net. I'd like to have just a little bit of something to go off of to add some additional character to my Flames of War troops. I'm not looking at spending, you know, tons of hours on painting these things up. I'm planning on using some of the speed painting techniques that I talked about in episode 11 on them to try to get them finished in a hurry, but it would be kind of nice to do be able to do something kind of mid-war mid-war slash late-war units and regiments that actually were deployed and, and saw action in the European conflict. So if any of you got some good some good websites or good links to that, let me know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, getting some, to getting some paint on those figures and getting that project moving forward. I'm really excited to be able to, I think, show up at uh, last square which is here in town it's a, one of our uh, local game stores uh, for the first time with that group and just go hey let's play some flames of war here's my fully painted army uh, have you played before well i played an intro a while back and i really liked it play a bunch of warhammer then that's why i had a half clue how to paint so anyways i think we'll go ahead and at this point check out i hope you enjoyed the tidbit hope you enjoyed my ramble and next time we'll come back on. It'll be after the weekend. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about some of the board games I played uh, and go from there. All right. So, peace out. Woo! Yes, yes. He's, he's a Conzie. He's the best. I love this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all right. My fan's still here.